0: We are here with Billy Wayne Birmingham Jr., who we're gonna go for the overall. We're gonna call Bill. Bill, how are you today? I'm fantastic. How's it going, guys? Uh, That's good. And you are a candidate for the R7 school board. Yes, I am. All right. So we've got that. We got the official, what we'll call the the ballot name out of the way. We we know you now. We got a, a name that we can actually call you and not have it run for half the interview. Exactly. I'm gonna start with the hardest question. Go ahead. We'll start off as we do with our most challenging question, Bill. Why are you running for the school board?
1: That is a good question. It's challenging. The question is, the answer to that has probably grown um, since I first entered into the race. Um, I'm probably, you know, I have worked most of my adult life um, helping young people, um, and so... When I was first kind of approached and thought about the idea of doing it by a group of friends, um, it was, hey, you know, this achievement gap. You know, we have to do something about the achievement gap. Um, did a lot of research in regards to it um, and realized that, you know, honestly, some of the ways that we've gone about it was probably a little bit wrong Um And so we can't look at it in the sense of we have to stop the top to bring the bottom up. We have to look at it in the sense of we have to do what's necessary to uh, make sure every child in the district is achieving. Um, And then as my why begin to expand, um, I realize that we have to make sure that we are supporting our teachers and making sure that they are part of this this process of of making sure our children achieve. And then on top of that, as a father of four with four in the district, you know, I have you know definitely a vested interest
0: in how well uh, the district is performing. Honestly, so. yeah, at that point with four, you could make a big percentage difference if they weren't in the district. So. Yeah, I,
1: I just wish all four of them were seniors who were eighteen and could vote, and then that would make that <laughs> would help. That would make a difference in the whole <laughs> yeah. thing we would do even more.
0: but um, And they don't let us vote for how many kids we have either. I checked that. Yeah, I wish they did. but That would know, never help me. No. One. is <laughs> <No. laughs> One person, one vote. Yeah. Oh, I guess, actually, for your family, it's two people and yeah. one vote. And yeah. Two <laughs> people, would be great.
1: So, you know, the why is, you know, I have a heart for children. I want to make sure that every kid in this district um, is exceeding whatever expectation that they have for themselves and that we're pushing uh, for achievement for our kids.
2: Well, let's jump right in there too. As you brought up the the achievement gap and studies that have that have come in as we look at the schools' equity plan and the mission for equity, tell me a little bit about about what you've seen from the from those studies in 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 the, the gap between students, mm-hmm. and what what I guess what caught your eye and what first got you I maybe piqued your interest in in taking part in it through a through a school board level what
1: what really drew you in right so i don't think there's a very big difference in in terms of how god made us so i don't think you know god said i decided to make this group of people that much smarter than this group of people i think we're all in some way about the same um i think for this particular school district representation is key it's absolutely key um when you have over 18,000 students, uh, 13% of those being African American, and then you have over 2,000 teachers, and then less than 2% being African American teachers. Uh, when studies show that, especially at the elementary school ages, you know, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, when you have uh, teachers that 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 look like you, um, it helps in terms of a child achievement, not just in elementary school, but in high school. And then what we've also seen is teachers who can draw back on past experiences that they've had uh, that may be similar to something that a child is going through, that it provides another avenue for them to be able to reach that child and to be able to break through with that child. And so we can take a kid that's struggling and take somebody with some common experiences and who can use those experiences, who can help that kid uh, to be able to achieve. I
2: want to talk about representation a, a little, little bit that that you just brought up, and that some of the pushback to this has been has been that that issue of representation, and mm-hmm. that and that do, do you really need to ha- hire more teachers that 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 look like you? Mm-hmm. Is that how important? I think that's been some of the some of the pushback, and some of it also I think comes from 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 people who say, does that mean that we have to? dismiss some teachers to make room no, to others. No. So I want to I want right. to talk about representation a little bit and 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 maybe you can tell us why that's so important. Okay.
1: No, I don't think we have to I'm not necessarily interested in quotas. The main thing is I think I mentioned this before I have four children in this district. So district. So it's important that we not just have teachers in the district but that they're qualified regardless of their nationality or, or, or race, whether they're white or black or Hispanic or Asian, we want qualified teachers teaching our students, right? That being said, again, studies show that representation, especially for a group of kids who may not always be viewed favorably in the media or in entertainment, representation is key. So it's important that children see someone like them in the front of the classroom, at the head of the school, uh, and not necessarily just a janitor. so that that part is is, is important. Uh, but then also, as I mentioned before, when you can have kind of common interests that you can kind of share with a kid, where you may be able to see where it may be something culturally that's inhibiting the learning process that you can draw on an experience maybe from your past to help this kid uh, that that is important Um, and so even in, in terms of making sure that we hire a diverse population of teachers so we have teachers that either retire every year we have teachers who move on to different positions they may leave our district and go to another school they may decide they no longer want to be a teacher but i want to be an administrator so we have to either backfill those positions as our district gets larger we have an opportunity to hire more so I think we need to make sure that we are using every opportunity to uh, uh, go out and recruit whether it's at HBCUs or or other universities we can recruit those schools um, open up the hiring process open up the interviewing process
0: so that we can make sure we're getting good qualified teachers in position. So I'm sure you're aware there's been a fair amount of pushback on the, the equity plan and, and a lot of the conversations around mm-hmm. I- improving diversity and improving the equity of outcomes and, and what have you in the district. Mm-hmm. How do you as a school board member would, or would you as a school board member envision your role in helping engage the, um, the district or the the, you know, the residents, the students, the teachers, whomever in the district in this process so that some of that pushback perhaps fades or or you can get this work done even in, in light of some of that. Right. pushback. So whether it's
1: through a town hall or, or continued board of education meetings, I think we need to do a better job of just explaining what equity is. And so equity is more than just, you know, black and white or, or racially. Um, we have a a shortage of male teachers that we need to address, and so, and that is of any race. We need more men who are teachers uh, to do, to be able to communicate and talk to the young men that that are in our that are in our district, and so we need to have these town hall meetings where we can kind of spell out, hey, this is what equity is. Equity is not just, hey, we're just worried about. Uh, people on the lower end of the achievement gap. And no, and not all those students are African-American students. To be honest, I kind of take ex- exception to that. We have some very talented, uh, uh, high-performance students, but we need to say it's not just about, you know, subgroups or, or, or the bottom of the achievement gap. It's about making sure that we have representation across the board for all of our students.
2: You said at the very beginning of this conversation, you mentioned that you didn't, you didn't think that we had approached these conversations the right way. Uh-huh. There's a better way to talk about it. Can you, can you expand a little bit on that and maybe how, how you'd like us as a community to be talking mm-hmm. about?
1: So I think one of the, the ways that it was kind of rolled out was, to use the term kind of white privilege, right? That does exist, but the way that it was kind of rolled out, it understandably put people on guard. And I would honestly be on guard because if you're telling somebody that their life is better and or easier because they're white and that's white privilege, then that's something that I would be on guard about. I'd be offended about, especially if I was someone who went to school, made the grade, stayed up late working, stayed up late studying, got the job, interviewed well, got the job, performed well at the job, got the promotion. And then I was able to have my family in a position to where they could be successful. So, um, and someone tell me, well, that's white privilege. No, that's hard work. Now, what we need to do is make sure that we are educating everybody that it's not at an individual level, right? So where we have things like the term white privilege comes into play is, is to say that a person is not necessarily deemed or viewed in a negative light because of their skin color. When on the other side, this person is. So things like a person going into a, a store and immediately is deemed as, okay, this person might steal. Or someone being carded all the time, regardless of where they go in the school. Or if two kids do kind of the same, you know, a uh, 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 bad thing in a school, This person is given a detention while this person is expelled or something else like that. Those are the things that come into or that's very, you know, very small. But those are the things that kind of come into play when we talk about that. It is not at an individual level. And I think we need to to make sure that that is is addressed. I don't think anybody's success or the fruit of their hard work should be diminished or looked down on or they should be made to feel guilty for it. No, no. whatever you get as a result of your hard work is what you deserve and it's, it's, it's what you earned. So we have to do a little bit job of making sure that we qualify those statements that we use because while they exist, it's been kind of said in a way that makes a person feel like you're personally talking to them. It's made teachers feel like you're personally talking about them Teachers who've worked hard in the district now they being made to feel like I'm in some way racist, and that's not the case. We need to make sure that we're qualifying those
2: statements before we just kind of get them out there. Okay. Well, then, how do we do that? How do you talk about an issue like this when you're when you're talking about race or you're talking about about like you, like you said any subgroup in that? How can you have that conversation? and not have somebody take it personal because these are personal issues. Right. I mean, your experience growing up in whatever school district you grew up in right. is much different than the experience I had in my district. So how do, you have, how do you have those conversations and not have it be personal? Like I said before,
1: we have to find a way to kind of qualify that and make it more than just about race because inequities in education exist in, in a lot of different aspects. So, you know, I'm a teacher – and I had the Johnson boy and he came through and he was horrible in my class. He didn't do the, He didn't do the work. Uh, he always had an excuse. He was disruptive in my class. Uh, I tried to call the parents. They didn't do anything. Well, he's gone. His little brother comes along and now his little brother is here. And so I'm treating his little brother in a manner not because he did anything wrong, but because the person in front of him did something wrong. And so now this child is not getting the education or the intention or the understanding that he deserves because of the faults of somebody else. And so when we talk about equities in education, that's, that's part of it. It's not just racial. It's not just racial. Um, race actually, to be honest with it, has not that big of a part to, to do with it. It's making sure that at an individual level, we're doing what's necessary to make sure that we achieve the goal of comprehension on a topic for this kid,
0: period. All right. Well, we're going we're gonna to move. I think we could have this conversation for, like, hours. Uh-huh. Um, it's one that I know Nick and I have been wanting to, to tackle in one form or another. So thanks for helping us with that in that way. Um, but where do you – so there's also been, I think, a lot of expressed um, tension, and this goes back years now, in the the role between the school board and the superintendent and how that that governance relationship works. Mm-hmm. How what do you see as the the that role and, and what adjustments would you think you might want to make in that um, relationship with the superintendent going forward? The superintendent is
1: the board's kind of only employee, right? And so we have to make sure that in terms of, of plans and strategies that we're putting in place that will impact children, that it's going to be good for them and that the superintendent is, is, is leading by or working by the, the laws and, and the, the bylaws of, of, of the school district. I think what we need to do is to make sure that we're not, being, we're not obstructing any work that he would like to do in terms or she would like to do in terms of helping uh, the students of the district, but that we're also not kind of rubber stamping everything. And I think the, the school board has a responsibility to, when appropriate, speak up, um, to ask questions, ask the tough questions. Because that will make everybody kind of see through, look through the decisions that they want to make and make sure that they have kind of checked every box, if you will, in terms of saying, is this going to be beneficial for our students? I think what we also have to do as a school board is, is to be able to press and make sure that our teachers have, um, have a voice in this as well um, when it comes to things that are going to be beneficial for students because they're on the front lines and they're the ones who actually are teaching our children.
0: So do you think that that, that role you, you talked about to press, to question that, do you think the balance is about right on the school board or does it need to adjust in one direction or another?
1: I, I think it needs to adjust. And part of the adjustment is the reason why I'm running is, is we tend to have in, in someone who I respect a lot in this community told me this, we tend to have the same person on the school board. They just have a different name. And so we need to change that so we need different people who are going to be on the board who come from different perspectives and like i said not just from a racial perspective but uh from a career perspective i i i'm a technical person i'm, I'm a systems engineer um i'm not an educator in the sense of being in a classroom uh but i also coach and mentor young people so i have a very technical way of thinking about things but at the same time i have 15 plus years of working with mentoring, kind of breaking through, earning trust of young people in order to get them to be able to achieve to their greatest achievement levels. And so we need to make sure that we have, um, that we, that, that we have some, some differences in terms of experiences, perspective, point of views on the board, because ultimately I think that'll make us better.
2: Okay, well we're gonna wrap this up the way we do every every other of our candidate interviews. It's over already. I was just getting warmed up. Uh, no. Well here's your this this is your best part. <laughs> I want you to take thirty seconds, a minute, tell voters why they should choose you.
1: Um, you should choose me because I definitely have an understanding of the city, uh, where we have come from, uh the trials that we have gone through, and most importantly how we have address those trials and how we've come out victorious on top of them from any number of topics whether it was through world wars or through depression era or through segregation era the city of lee summit has always attacked uh those problems and have come out progressively Um, we now sit upon a time to where we have an opportunity to make a change in terms of our school board that will help all of our children uh you should vote for me because i don't want to close the achievement gap in the sense of stopping one child from succeeding at the, you know, help while helping another. I want to keep high-performing kids continuing to perform. Uh, I want to take those middle-row uh, students and inspire them, you know, to be able to achieve more. And I want to take those students who have yet to understand just how great they are and kind of awaken that sleeping giant, if you will, inside of them so that they can achieve at at a higher height. Um, And we can do this, but we have to do it together. You should vote for me because I understand that it is not necessarily for people to understand me, but for me to understand them, to seek first to understand and then to be understood. And I know that through collaboration that we can do it and that we can make the changes that are necessary for our for our kids. The solution is not necessarily mine, not necessarily yours, but it's ours together. And it's only through that point of view, it's only through working together like that, that we can make the changes necessary to support our teachers, give them the tools that they need so that our kids can
0: be better for it. Well, Bill, thank you for taking time to talk to us. We really appreciate it, and good luck
1: with work Cool. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.
0: Appreciate it.